Hey everybody, welcome back to Live for Sports. My name is Nathan, and wow, do I got a doozy of an episode today. Just the past couple days in sports have been unbelievable. It's like in the NFL, MLB, I had an NHL plan today too, but like I'm not going to be able to get to it. It's just been insane in the NFL and MLB. And then there was the Ben Simmons return game to Philly. That was funny today, but uh, I won't be able to really talk about that. So... Basically, the breaking news today was that the MLB lockout is now over. So I'm going to talk a little, a little bit about that. Season starts April 7th, if you didn't know. Um, talk about that. And then NFL, NFL, there was some wild, wild news the past couple days. I'm going to go over that, give my thoughts. And yeah, let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? Okay, so basically I wrote up these notes the past two days of what I was going to talk about. And then the MLB decided, oh yeah, we're, we're ending our lockout with the Players Association. They came to an agreement on a new CBA and completely screwed up my plans for this episode. So, now I have to talk about this. Obviously, it's the biggest news of the day. So, new changes to the CBA include, I have it right here, a 12-team playoff field, so there's no wild card round now, and basically the top two seeds in the AL and the NL will now get a bye. There's no reseeding, I hear, so it's going to be one will the one seed plays the winner of 4-5, and the two seed will play the winner of the 3-6 series, and I don't know if it's best of three, best of five. I need to look into that more. I don't think it's one-game playoff, I think. I, I, I wouldn't mind if it was one game, but I don't think it would be. The Universal DH is back, just like it was in 2020. I think that's great for baseball, to be honest, because pitchers shouldn't be hitting, and it's kind of just an unfair advantage the AL gets. I don't know. That's just me personally. And now teams can spend differently in free agency if they wanted to. There's now a six-team draft lottery, so it basically eliminates tanking for teams. So if you're a bottom six team in the league, record-wise, at the end of the year, you go into a lottery, and yeah, basically determines where you draft there. There is a new $50 million bonus pool, which I heard was one of the big, the big, big things that they could not agree on or whatever. There is increases to the competitive balance tax threshold starting at $230 million, rising to $244 million. Again, that's another thing I heard they could not agree on for the longest time. There is changes to the minimum salary. It's starting at seven hundred dollars It's starting at seven hundred dollars and then it's going to rise to $780K, sorry. Uh, they are addressing service time manipulation, so basically what happened with the Blue Jays, I think, when they wanted to bring up, everyone wanted them to bring up Vlad, and they're like, oh, no, no, we'll, we'll keep you down there for a little bit, just so we get another year of control over you, right? It, it was stupid. I, I hope they fixed it. I'm glad they fixed that. Uh, the top two Rookie of the Year finalists get a full year of service time. So, yeah, take what you want of that. There's now a 20-round amateur draft. I believe, what was it, like 50 rounds the MLB did? Yeah. And then players can now be optioned to the minor leagues as a maximum of five times per year. And let me read on here. 
Players can report to spring training as early as Friday. Opening day will be April 7th. There's a 162-game season is still expected. Thank God. Which I'm really surprised by because I said it was going to be like under 150. The union voted for 26 to 12 in favor of the agreement. The MLB owners said 30 was 30 to nothing. Uh, let me read on here. Do, do, do. Let me read on. Yeah, so it's basically an NFL style postseason now. And there's no more game 163s, which kind of sucks because, I don't know, a game 163, you win, you go to the wild card game. I love those, but I guess not. It's just there'll be tiebreaker formulas now. Uh, beginning in 2023, the schedule will feature fewer divisional games, meaning we don't have to see the Jays play the Yankees like 19 times a year or whatever it is. They've been playing at least one Super Bowl series. I'm sorry. I'm I'm learning this as I go to. I was at work all day and like I'm yeah. And I heard from an I saw a tweet. An MLB exec had said, "Expect the most craziest three days of NF MB MLB free agency that you have ever seen." So I'm expecting everyone to be signing left, right, and center. And while I don't think it happens tonight, I think it starts happening tomorrow because. They weren't allowed to talk to the players for however three months was it they were locked out. So I'm really expecting deals to be coming left, right, and center tomorrow. And I wouldn't be surprised if the big first big fish is going to be Freddie Freeman or Carlos Correa right off the board. Um, and Trevor Story is still there too. Clayton Kershaw, like uh, there was another thing too. I gotta find it. Um, so they are adding I don't think it's coming in this year I think the idea is next year because they couldn't agree on this in time and they were just one said but basically there's a 45 day thing to add a new rule into the league so basically they want the they want to add bigger bases into the league to prevent injuries I I read I believe and like Slightly increase his double plays more and stuff like that. Um, I heard they might add robot umps in. Not like always robot umps, but like home plate ups. There'll be robots. I heard about that. That's another one they can they can propose. Uh, what was the other ones? I'm reading this more. Mm-mm. What was the other one? It's tough to find out. Um, what were the other rule changes that I can think of off the top of my head that they might propose? Oh, right. The big one. The shift. They are going to ban the shift, maybe. Maybe. Not this year. But, like, the it can get proposed as a rule change next year, and it would probably happen, which I think is great. Because the shift just ruins baseball, and you'll see players prefer like players like your Joey Gallows and stuff start hitting for a better average because they always hit in the shift, and when it's covered, you like you just yeah you can't get base hits. So when the shift is gone, he'll be 
getting a lot, like, you'll see averages increase, and yeah, I think it's good. But yeah, I'm thrilled with it. Baseball is finally back. I can't wait. I'm interested to see how the shortened training camp affects everyone. I wonder if there's a lot more injuries this year or whatnot, but it, it's great to see baseball's back. As for free agents, where they're going to land, Freddie Freeman, I have a very scary feeling he's going to end up in New York with the Yankees, and I just hate seeing that. I would love it if he comes to Toronto. I just don't think Toronto's going to pay him, slash we don't really need him. I'd rather us see us trade for Jose Ramirez, but I don't know if we will. He's going to cost a fortune. Trevor Story, I think he's going to go to Houston. I think I don't think Cray is going to go back there. Um, and I think he's going to take like a one or two year deal or something and go makes just do like a prove your worth kind of deal and then go get paid next free agency or the year after. As for Correa, it's really tough to say where he's going to go. I could, I could, I've heard Cubs. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Houston either. I wouldn't. I just don't think he will. I'm trying to think of teams who need, need a hole, have a hole at shortstop. Yeah, I just, Cubs or Astros, I guess. I don't know. I can't see anyone else. Maybe the Marlins? I don't know. And then, who's the other free big free agent? Chris Bryant. He's a free agent too, I believe. Uh, I could see him going to Seattle. I've heard rumors about that. I don't think he's going to San Fran again. I don't think he'll go back to Chicago. Um I think, I think Seattle's a solid fit. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jays are interested in him, too. And then we can move Biggio over to second, and then you have, like, Bryant, Bichette, Biggio, Vlad as your field. I could see that. Um, but I feel like the Jays are more likely to target Matt Chapman in a trade, if anything, if that happens. So we'll see. Training camp's tomorrow, though. Or spring training's tomorrow, so very excited for that. Um, it's basically all I got to go over in that. Now we go on to the NFL because this past couple days have been wild. So it would have been Tuesday morning. I, I'm recording this on Thursday, Tuesday morning. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it was reported that they had come to an agreement on a contract extension. It was going to be worth four years at $200 million, which would pay them $50 million a season. That is not true. Well, it partially is true. Rodgers came out and, and tweeted and said, hey, these numbers aren't true, but I am returning to Green Bay on like really excited to get back to work, right? So that's fine. I was very, very surprised to see that. I really thought Rodgers, there was no way he was going to go back to Green Bay. Yes, they probably did give him the best chance to win, but I feel like he he was just done with the organization. So after that, the Packers then placed their franchise tag on Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football, and Rodgers' favorite guy. And if if Rodgers had left, Devontae wasn't coming back. But now that... Rodgers come back. Devontae will want to stay there. So, Packers won the day. Maybe. No, 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 they didn't. <laughs> um, it, Broncos fans, they were they were really sad because they had long been rumored to be interested in Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that he's signing, he's like, oh, we don't have quarterback now, right? E- even Jerry Judy, their own player, he tweeted out like a sad face emoji, I think it was. Which, it was funny. But then they got the next best thing. Because out of nowhere, Russell Wilson, like, and I mean out of nowhere. When I say out of nowhere, Pete Carroll the other day had said we were not trading Russ. Like six days prior to the trade at the combine, he said we're not trading Russ. I was in bed. I, I, I was sitting on my bed. And I get this notification on my phone saying that 
Seahawks traded Russ. I'm not even kidding you when I said this. I screamed out, like, what are we doing? Like, I screamed that. Jumped out of bed, ran upstairs to tell my dad the news. Not even kidding. I was so caught off guard by it because I thought if there was going to be a Russ trade, there was going to be a report saying Russ is going to be traded in like the next week or so, right? You kind of could sense it coming, but no, this was out of nowhere. So Russ to the Broncos along with fourth round pick in exchange for QB Drew Locke, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, tight end Noah Fant, two first round picks, including this year's ninth overall selection, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. And like, yeah, it caught me so off guard because Pete Carroll said they were, that we weren't going to trade Russ, and yet they traded Russ. So, a couple notes on both sides for the Seahawks. Brand new era because because I and I just really can't believe that they chose to keep Pete Carroll, who's seventy, I think now, over their franchise QB. Carroll maybe has two years of coaching left. I would not be surprised if he retires after two more years. Whereas Russ, you get seven to ten more years of him, I think, minimum. He might want to go play longer. You don't know. He puts the same amount of money into his body that Brady did. And look how long Brady played. Uh, the return is very solid for the Seahawks. I won't lie. If they could have managed maybe one more first-round pick in this, I, it would have made me love it. But I'm, I'm okay with the return. Uh, no offense. Really nice piece. I, he's a really young tight end. And like I think he has a lot of promise. The only problem is I don't think we have a Titan to throw or a QB to throw to him now because honestly like our receiving core you go lock it you go Metcalf you go no offense that's a pretty nice big three receiving core the only problem is we don't have a quarterback to throw him the ball so and yeah we got Drew Locke Drew Locke stinks like (laughs) yeah let's go to my next note Drew Locke stinks he better not be our, our guy going forward um he he can fill the gap maybe until we bring someone get someone younger or like draft somebody or bring somebody in through a trade, or I think we just bring someone else in so he can back up next season. I wouldn't see it. I like, you know. Um, but yeah, the ninth pick now we have from Denver instead of the tenth, which we traded to the Jets for Jamal Adams. I do not want us to draft a QB. I know people are gonna like we're gonna we have a hole at QB. I don't want a QB here. The QB class is not good in this draft, and I just don't want a QB. I would rather wait us wait a year, tank, then get a good QB early on in the draft next year. But yeah, if I, if I'm them, I think who I want the most at nine right now. I think I want Sauce Gardner, cornerback, out of uh, Cincinnati. He was really, really good this year, and I think he kind of fits the Legion of Boom type build, and I would really love to see us build up that defense to that level again. Obviously not that level. That defense was historically good. But like, if we can get a really good defense again, I would think build that up. Once the defense is good enough, then you go at it for your offense, and then you compete again. That's that's my thing. Drillux thinks... Um, I could really see us moving on from Lockett or Metcalf now because I don't know if they would want to be there without Russ. I think we want to move off from Lockett because he's older. But I think Metcalf would want out more than Lockett. Because I don't know if Metcalf's really going to appreciate somebody who can't get in the ball. He usually wants the ball in his hands and he, yeah. He was even mad at Russ at times for not getting the ball. But yeah. Lockett, Russ, I wouldn't be surprised if we would trade one of them. But, I don't know. For the Broncos, they finally got their Peyton Manning replacement. 
after Super Bowl 50 because he just retired and they haven't been the same since. They are very, very dangerous on paper now, and it, and they should be considered a threat to come out of the AFC now. But the AFC is so loaded now with quarterbacks because you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you, you got uh, Wilson now, you got Joe or Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, you got Lamar, Derek Carr, and then you got Matt Jones playing in the Patriot system with Belichick, who still they got still got a really nice team, and. I'm I'm even going to put Trevor Lawrence in this conversation. If he turns out to that generational guy like people think he should be, they can be scared. Not Jacksonville still ways away, but like the quarterbacks are just so loaded for years to come. Um, yeah, it's wide open next year. I really am going to expect some big years from Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton out of Denver now. I think Judy is going to be used as like a Devontae Adams type role because Nathaniel Hackett was the Packers offensive coordinator and now he's their head coach I could, and they kind of play this similar I guess obviously not very similar but you know the yeah um I could see him being used in that role and Sutton Sutton's a bigger body wide receiver not like quite like DK Metcalf because that guy's a fucking tank and I could see Wilson trying to convert him into that type of receiver kind of like what Metcalf was obviously not what Metcalf was because he's not Metcalf Metcalf's a freak but yeah, I could see him try and turn him into the something like that. AFC West is hands down the best division in football now. Because you got Mahomes, you got Herbert, you got Wilson, and you got Carr as their quarterbacks. All those guys are arguably top 10. Three of them definitely are top 10. Carr's right on the borderline. But still, it's crazy how good that division is. All four of these teams have a chance to make the playoffs next year. And honestly, if... There's three teams in this division that can win. The Chiefs, the Broncos, and the Chargers, I think. I don't think the Raiders can really win this division. If the Chargers spend their money wisely, they're right there. But, it, but like, three teams who could win the division. It's going to be a bloodbath next year. And for the Broncos now, you really got to start prioritizing your O-line um, because that's what Wilson's going to want. He's wanted it for ages in Seattle, couldn't get it. Yeah, do it through the draft, do it for, through free agency. Maybe add a couple defensive pieces again, and this team will be like a th- legitimate threat to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl next year. Although, I say that, and there's so many teams who could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl next year. It's crazy. And it's kind of funny because the AFC, I okay, the NFC has better teams in my opinion. You've got the Packers, I think, are a better team. The Bucks are still a good team even without a quarterback. The Niners are still a great team. They just need a quarterback. Like, they are need Trey Lance to turn out really nice, and they will be a threat in the NFC for years to come. Um, And, you like, the Cardinals are good. The Rams are really good, right? They have the better teams. But they don't have the quarterbacks. Like, the quarterbacks take a significant drop-off after your, t- like, top six there. No, not even. Like, your top three. It's huge drop off, in my opinion. I don't know. Like Kirk Cousins is like a top five QB in the NFC now. Like what? <laughs> Whereas the AFC, I don't think it necessarily has the better teams, but I think they have all the better quarterbacks, which is kind of more important, right? Like the Chiefs are a good team, yeah, and the Bills are a good team, but they like they have the elite quarterbacks. That's what kind of makes them good. The Packers. I think they'd still be an all right team if Rodgers was gone, you know, maybe if Love was all right, but like, you know, you know what I mean? 
it's just a huge drop off. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks, whereas the NFC is loaded more loaded with good teams. I think overall better teams. If I were to, were to give a trade grade on this, it's very early to say. Like this is definitely not set in stone. I'll say the Broncos get an A minus. I I think getting their quarterback was the thing they needed. The getting a QB was the big thing they needed to do this offseason. They did that. And uh, as for the Seahawks, I want to say B minus. Yeah, I want to say B minus. We did get the draft capital, and that's what we needed in a rush trade if we were going to do it. It's just we have a gla- the like a glaring hole at quarterback, and that is the most important position in football. Like these rankings are definitely going to change, um, but. I don't, I don't know. I just don't take a QB at 9 this year. I really don't want them to. And I might say I did not see Russ going to Denver at all. I thought Russ was if Russ was going to get traded, he was going to go to like the Commanders. He would go to like maybe the Bucs were going to be interested. I don't know. I just could not see the Broncos for whatever reason. Mostly because I thought they were just going to be staring at Aaron Rodgers. And if they didn't get Rodgers, they were going elsewhere. But no. And then uh, on to Bobby Wagner. Just as my day couldn't get worse and, like, Seahawks fans' days couldn't get worse, you know, we traded our franchise quarterback. Wilson's the only QB I've ever known as a football fan. I started watching, and don't call me a bandwagon, I, w- I was nine at the time. I started watching 2012. That was the, f- that was the those were the first year of games I can remember. It was the, uh, I'm going to call them the Redskins because that's what they were at the time, but, like, the Commanders versus Seahawks to, uh, wild card round for Robert Griffin III busted his knee up or whatever. And then I remember watching the Seahawks lose in the divisional round to Atlanta. And then next year was the year I started to get into it, 2013, when they won the Super Bowl that year. That was my, like, those 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 were the first games I can remember as a Seahawks fan. So I've only known Russ as my quarterback. And now he's gone. So it already hurt. And then we cut Bobby Wagner to clear up more cap space. And it was like, what? Like, it was so sad because they were the only two guys left from that Super Bowl winning team. And now they're gone. And, like, they just kind of decided, okay, we're going to rebuild and we need to clear up money or whatever. And we're just going to cut you. It's like, what? He he has long been one of the best middle linebackers in all of football. And he still is arguably, like, a one of the best middle linebackers in football. He is getting older, yes. He's like 31, 32 now, I believe. But he's still very productive. He hardly misses tackles. He always is like 100-plus tackles, right? Pretty durable for his career, I would say. He doesn't really get injured a lot. Got there in 2012 with Russ. He's always been the heart and soul of those great defenses that the Seahawks possess. And yeah, you could say the Legion of Boom was the heart and soul. No, it was Wagner. Wagner was the heart and soul. The Legion of the Boom was like the big guys, you know, in my opinion. They were they were the they were they were the guys everyone knew about, but Wagner was like the heart and soul, in my opinion. I I could totally see him like he's gonna be he should be a very sought after free agent, don't get me wrong. I've heard and I've already heard that the entire NFC West is already interested in him, which would just, just hurt me so much as a Seahawks fan to see that. Because imagine 
Wagner is like on the ramps. It's like what? I could really see him taking a team friendly deal in order to go ring chase, and I think he absolutely deserves to 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 do that if he wants to. Um. Yeah, it sucked. It really did. I would say that this rebuild the Seahawks are about to go into, because I'm calling it a rebuild. It's it's a rebuild. I, three to five years. That's how long it's going to take, I would hope. Um, but yeah, rebuild your defense, get a good O-line, then go get a quarterback is my plan for this rebuild. Uh, and then this was yesterday. Carson Wentz was traded to the Commanders. The Commanders, were, like, after the Wilson trade, it was reported that they had a trade offer that consisted of three first-round picks for Wilson. Seahawks opted to go the other way with the Broncos. So, they traded a 2022 third-round pick and a 2023 third-round pick that will convert to a second if Wentz plays more than 70% of their snaps played in the upcoming season. And they also flip second-round picks in this draft. In this draft, 2022 as well. Commanders are also paying Wentz $28 million in full for next season. So the Colts essentially give up a third-round pick. And what now turns out to be a first-round pick in the, this year. Last offseason to get him. And now have moved on from him already. So. Screams major L for me. Both teams. I, I like... Colts are going through their like fifth quarterback in five years, I think, up upcoming this year, and all they need they have a good roster. Don't get me wrong; if they find a quarterback, they are going to be a good team. It's one of those teams that's quarterback away. Wentz wasn't the option, so they shipped him. I, I like, yeah, I guess they want Jimmy G now. I don't think that's a good idea either, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Commanders. As for them, horrible trade. It, it screams to me that they really wanted a quarterback, like something, they wanted to do some major move that puts the league on notice and says, hey, we're going to be a threat with the Cowboys in the NFC East or whatever, right? Carson Wentz was not your answer there. To be honest, if I were them, I would have just ran it back with Heineke for one more year, I think, or drafted somebody this year if you wanted to. I guess it's not a good quarterback draft, but then draft somebody next year, you know, like, why why panic trade for Wentz? It screamed panic trade. Like, they needed to go get somebody. They were, what, 7-10 and 10 this year? I con- seriously consider them to be an 8-win team still. I, like, this trade doesn't do much for them, in my opinion. I, I guess it does help out when the, you got Terry McLaurin, who loves those 50-50 balls, and Wentz does like to throw those 50-50 balls. I guess it's better than Heineke. But I don't know. I just don't like it. Like I said, I heard they were going to go after Jimmy G. The Colts were going to go after Jimmy G. I don't like that. Yeah, you can win with them. The Niners prove that. But the Niners are a better overall team than the Colts, in my opinion. Maybe he's a gap guy for them until they get somebody major in a trade. Either way, I don't like this trade for either side. I would just rent. Yeah. So, here's where I would have got into my NHL section. But they can't because of the lockout news. And then there was another trade in the NFL today. Let me uh, go find this, actually, because it was very, very major. Um, da, da, da. 
So yeah, just as you think that the AFC West couldn't get any more loaded, the Chargers today traded Khalil for Khalil Mack in exchange for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick. The deal is going to be confirmed after the Chargers and Mac agree to an adjustment of his contract. Any passes, physical, yada yada yada. He has he's thirty one now. He has three years remaining on a six year deal he signed following a trade from the Raiders. So he's back in the AFC West. He's going to torment the Raiders fans now. Um, he was very injured last year, but he's still really really good. He missed ten games last year. He's still really really good he's he's definitely not he was in his 2016 season when he won defensive player of the year he's not there anymore right obviously but he's still gonna be like they now have Joey Bosa and him as a pass rushing duel Wilson I feel bad for you because you went in from Seattle where you had to deal with like oh JJ Watt Chandler Jones Aaron Donald Vaughn Miller for this year right um even uh, Nick Bosa on the Niners, right? Just really good pass rushers. And now you go for from that to uh, Khalil, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name on the Raiders? Mason, not Mason Crosby. Max Crosby on the Raiders. That's who it was. He had a really nice year last year. Like, it's scary. And the like, the Chiefs' defense line isn't great, I will say. Um, but yeah, he doesn't get a break. <laughs> they really, the Broncos really, really need an offensive line now. Um. So the, for the Chargers, this trade it kind of just like Joe Justin Herbert's still on his rookie contract for at least one more year before they can spend give him his big payday. So. This seems like they're going to try and go, hey, let's beef up now, hopefully win, and then we'll figure out the money situation after. So, and then Mike Williams was also um, re-signed before free agency. Uh, three years, $60 million. That was on the day of the rust trade and everything. And yeah, I... I seriously think that this division is the best division in football. I think everyone agrees with me on that one. And do I think the Raiders go over 500? I do, but I think we don't, they don't make the playoffs, to be honest. I would say that we could see three 10-win teams in this division, and then we have the Raiders go like 8-9 or 9-8. and eight. That is how good this division is now. And, yeah. I was so caught off guard by this trade. I I think the Chargers realized, hey, these these guys these three teams are good now, in the Broncos, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Chargers are like, okay, we got to do something because we need guys who and the key to winning football games, other than having a good quarterback, right, and good offense, pass rushing. You need to get to the quarterback. That is the key to win in the NFL. You need pressure on the quarterback. What better way to do that than get Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on, guys? To force Mahomes to struggle, 
you need pressure on him. To force Russ to struggle, you need pressure on him. Derek Carr, probably the same too. But, like, that's just a key winning formula in football. You need to get pressure on the quarterback. And Chargers saw an opportunity, and they said, okay, we got to take it, right? So, this division is going to be crazy next year. I can't wait to see, like, Russ versus Mahomes twice a year, Russ versus Herbert, right? And then Russ even comes back to Seattle next year. That should be crazy. And if Bobby Wagner goes to one of the NFC West teams, he is going to come back for, like, a year for a game. Khalil Mack will be back in Oak, or not Oakland, but Las Vegas, right? Um, yeah, this division should be a straight-up movie next year. It's going to be so good. That's going to wrap up this episode, I think. Don't think I have anything more to talk about. I want to do my NHL stuff, but I'm going to leave that. I think I'm going to do a pre-trade deadline prediction video. Podcast, not video. Podcast, that's what I'll do. Might do a post-trade deadline one, too. I definitely, act- no, I definitely will. I'll recap it all. But yeah, pre-trade deadline NHL should come next week. And yeah, it was supposed to be today. But I'm pushing it off because Emily Lockhead was over. Thank God. Screw you, Manfred. And, yeah. Season starts April 7th. I cannot wait. I'll have an MLB season prediction video up in, up in a couple weeks, I think. Probably just beginning of April. And, uh, yeah, I've already bet money that Blue Jays are going to win the World Series. <laughs> I jumped on the opportunity as soon as I could. Especially if they go ahead and trade for like Chapman or sign Freeman you know like because then their odds jump even more and they won't get as much money or whatever but right so that's going to wrap up this episode thanks everyone for listening if you got this far peace